Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg with Power Systems Design. In our new connected world, edge computing is becoming critically important to fully take advantage of next-gen concepts like AI, machine learning, and the IoT. Faster computation and data transfer speeds are necessary closer to smart devices, closer to the so-called edge. And indeed, edge computing is growing by leaps and bounds with one estimate predicting the market will reach 317 billion U.S. dollars by 2026. And on the line to discuss it is Fred Booning, the CEO of Hero, which provides edge-to-edge infrastructures and edge-native services and collaborates with companies like Vicor. So, Fred, thanks for joining us. And can you give us a brief overview of edge computing? Yes, Jason. Thank you very much for having me in your show. Um, so, edge computing, what are we talking about? Basically, we are making devices and our infrastructure, so the places where we live and work, more intelligent. And we do that by implementing sensors, processing capabilities, but also little pieces of AI that help us make decisions or help actually the devices to respond to our uh, actions. Um, And all of that is edge computing. So there's one... so all of that is edge computing, but edge computing, don't see it as a single action of a device. So the, the, the devices will create an environment where devices start interacting with each other. So we get an intelligent environment in which we're working and living. And so edge computing becomes more than just one device responding to us, but the devices respond to us and respond to each other. And that becomes a very complex interaction of um, devices, uh, uh, applications, but also a large exchange of data. Okay, now let's jump into specifics. Why why is edge computing so necessary and and what does it do uh, for AI and the Internet of Things? AI is based on, let's say, services. Services that that are... uh, connected to the devices and the infrastructure that we're talking. So, for example, smart driving or intelligent buildings um, or uh, a smart sleeping device, right, that helps us get into sleep much, much easier and monitors our sleep and tells us the next day what we, what we can improve to, to get a better sleep. Now, all those services depend on AI, on the data provided by those machines, um, and some interpretations of that data. Um, and, and, and so in order to be able to facilitate that, you need supportive infrastructure. You can imagine that uh, a smart car uh, needs to talk to a 5G telco mast to talk to other smart cars and to the city. Uh, and that is not only for smart driving, but that goes for all the intelligence that we're creating. We need a supportive infrastructure. Now, the cloud providers um, made us believe that all that data can be fed into the cloud. So some distant data center that, uh, you know, so hyperscale data center that can feed up, that can eat basically all that sensor data, process it, and then, and then give the decisions back to the machine. But we, what we've noticed is that latency, bandwidth, uh, there's, there's, there's various, uh, let's say, complexities in the current infrastructure that basically not allow us to, to, um, to run it like that, to operate it like that. 
So the second wave that is basically coming now is edge computing, where we provide a powerful edge infrastructure that sits between the devices and a distant cloud and gives kind of like it's the first hop from a device into the infrastructure and that supports the processing that needs to be done with less latency, um, for example, needed for augmented reality and, and, and those kind of devices. Okay, now, what are, um, what's Hero's main contributions to the edge computing space? And I briefly mentioned it in my intro, but could, could you briefly describe your collaboration with Vicor? Yeah. So for the powerful edge infrastructure, you need a few things. You need basically um, strong, um, strong, you need very compact, small data centers that are very energy efficient, heterogeneous, that have GPUs and FPGAs, and that um, require very low to no maintenance. Uh, a server in a data center has spinning disks or ventilators, etc., that cool the server. Uh, imagine if you have small data centers spread out through a smart city, you cannot drive around and uh, replace ventilators here and there. So you need to have almost like a solid state infrastructure that requires low to no maintenance. That is the hardware we're developing. And next to the hardware, we're also developing data spaces that allows you to manage the data, to manage the AI models, and actually start trading them with other stakeholders that are interested in your data and your AI models, which is something that Europe wants to be a kind of a, a thought leader in uh, by building a data economy in Europe. Now, in order to build all these kind of technologies, the hardware, the software, the AI, you need innovators. Uh, the current cloud infrastructure, uh, they're building their own technology for a different purpose, for a distant cloud. But the edge uh, infrastructure needs other innovations. And um, so for that, we work with various partners, uh, leading research institutes and universities. Uh, but for the power conversion, we work with Vivecore. There's only one player in the market that can provide technology like that, that is so compact and so energy efficient in the DC-DC conversion um, that we work with Vicor, and Vicor works also with some of the largest OEM companies. Yeah, that's the reason why we work with Vicor. All right, Fred, so let, before I let you go, let's, let, let's take out our crystal ball and look into the future. But what sort of futuristic applications do you think edge computing could enable? Yeah, so um, I think the most so there's there's many futuristic applications that will use augmented reality or virtual reality. I mean that's a, that's a given. Um, but the the applications that actually affect human life are the most challenging one. And of those, we have two use cases that we're working on. One is um, an, an AI system that based on genomics uh, analytics and big data analytics. Uh, is a decision support system to uh, cardiovascular doctors. Um, so we're, we're developing that um, where they basically give real-time feedback to the doctors treating patients. That's one. And the other application is where we are working on the operating room of the future. 
And the interesting thing there is that the the latency is so fundamental. So when you do brain surgery, um, for example, in the operating room of the future, uh, the you can imagine that the amount of tissue that a surgeon, if he he removes a tumor, is is you know fundamental for the quality of life for the patients after the operation. So any a uh, tiny piece of tissue that gets removed while it shouldn't be removed because it's healthy uh, is an issue. Now, MRI scans cannot capture the the dimensions of the brain when the uh, skull gets opened uh, because it's it's a pressure vessel and then the, basically everything that sits in the brain starts moving. So you need some real-time monitoring. So while the surgeon is operating and removing tissue in the brain, uh, we also have sensors around the skull that are actually monitoring the brain and the tissue, translating it into augmented reality imagery that is projected on the goggles of the brain surgeon. And so he gets instructions from the AI where to cut and where not to cut in the tissue. Um, that is one of the, let's say, most uh, compelling I think, uh, examples of, of where the future lies for these kind of technologies. Interesting. Well, thanks, Fred. I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in and have a great day.